0: The views you are about to hear are the personal views of Kira Lawrence and her guests. They are not necessarily views that are shared by the organisations to which Kira is associated. You're listening to Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod.
1: Hi everyone! Welcome to the next exciting episode of Kira's Pink Sparkle Podcast. And I'm delighted today to be joined by the wonderful actor Stephen McGann, who plays Dr. Turner in Call the Midwife, which is a brilliant BBC One drama. So, welcome to my podcast, Stephen.
0: Kira, hello! Hello! I'm so so glad that you invited me. Got all the big stars who've done your podcast already. It's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've been very lucky.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm amazed that you had someone like me on. It's incredible.
1: Well, I'm a huge, (laughs) honestly, 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 from my heart, I am a huge Call the Midwife fan, so there was no one else... I would one on, and I was like, I'm going for Dr. Turner, I'm going for Stephen <laughs> McGann, so you were oh, the perfect choice.
0: You're very kind, you know, but I, what I will say is, um, I'm a huge, it sounds funny to say, I'm a huge fan of Call the Midwife too. and for someone who's been in it for so long, I've never been in a a, a show for this long in anything, but it's such a wonderful show to do, <laughs> and the story that all the people who work on the show, Kira. They kind of feel, I think, the way I do. They just love it. It's a wonderful thing to work on.
1: It does really come across, when you watch it, it has that real warmth. It Mm. has that family feeling yeah. and you can sit down on a Sunday after dinner with your family, yeah. you can watch it all together, you yeah. can talk about the episode, you can talk about what's going on. Yeah. I follow all the official accounts on social media. So I see what's happening on social media for call the midwife. Yeah. I I sometimes tweet along along with the storyline <laughs> that's happening. Excellent! So, yes. <laughs> but you're
0: one of the things you just said there really strikes me which is that you can sit down with all of the family I think this is one of those lovely things what we find when we get messages from people um Sometimes mums are able to sit and talk with their daughters about things, you know, the yeah. kind of stories that we have. Yeah. But there's something, there's a lot to be said. I think you you strike it right. There's a lot to be said for, for something that everyone can sometimes watch. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. fine to watch, and it happens before nine o'clock at night. Uh, but there are still things which can challenge you about the stories, which then you yeah. can talk yeah. about. That's what we find. And we're very moved. By, and sometimes people write to us and say, um, I love this show because it's something I I'm a young person, but I can sit down with my mum or dad and watch. Yeah. And it's something that we share. And if we're not together, then sometimes we make it we have a phone call after the show and we we chat about the story, which I think is really nice.
1: Yeah. Like, me and my husband will watch it. So I live my husband. We're married. We've yeah. been married now nine years. And we yeah. sit down on a Sunday together and we'll watch it together. And it's one of our favourites. And we'll talk about it during it. Like, I might be on social media going, oh, yeah. I love this story. It's yeah. really powerful. So yeah. I literally, like, put myself into it. Now, and I love it. So, yeah. Uh,
0: does your husband... Has your husband always liked the show?
1: So... I've watched it from the start, yeah. but he started watching it, I th- I'd say a couple of years ago, like yeah. more recent ones, yeah. kind of he's got into it with me and kind of yeah. go, actually, this is really lovely. And it's, I feel like it's one of these shows that you kind of, even there's a, there's a motto, there's a message, yeah. there's a story. Yeah. It's not horrible. It's not a horrible drama. No. It's not like a... It's not one of those ones where you do want to turn off, like you do want to keep watching, to see what happens at the end. Or yeah. like... And yeah. I tell you, my husband actually said to me today to tell you... Yeah. His favourite episodes were yeah. the train crash.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of people were very shocked by that, Kira. Yeah. As well. But about your husband, you see, the thing is... With blokes, it took them a while to yeah. think it was kind of okay to talk about liking the show. And that's why I asked you the question. And we knew, because we had some data and figures, right. so we knew a lot of husbands, a lot of people, men were watching the show. Right. But they wouldn't really say anything about it. But it changed about maybe four years ago. Yeah. Some guys started writing to us and say, look, I'm going to come out and say it. I think this is a great show. I think this is absolutely brilliant. And since then, um, fellas have felt much more open and easy about about talking about the show, which we really love because yeah. it's got it's got good sympathetic things in yeah. for for everybody there. But you also said something just then, Kiri, which again I thought was really astute, intelligent, which is about the kind of stories which aren't that dark, yeah. which yeah. which I feel very strongly about. Yeah. I think. In our, in our society, we, we focus, sometimes our teledramas are all, often all brilliant. And I watch some, I've just been watching that thing, Better Call Saul. And it's very dark, but I, I've enjoyed it like everybody else. I enjoy it. But I think there are too many dramas which go to the very darkest sides of our society. And they don't end up with something that gives us hope. But I think our real society has a lot more kindness and hope in it. And I often they accuse Call the All well, they used to in the old days, maybe Call the Midwife was more kind of like a soft fantasy that that's not the way the world is. I thought they were wrong. I think it, in its own way, it was reflecting the hearts of people, really. And that's why so many people watched it because it it reflected back something they wanted to feel. And I think you're quite right about that. And that's what what I think has held it over the years and makes it so strong now.
1: Yeah, and like over the last five years Mark and I have now got nieces and nephews so some are a little bit older now some are little and so kind of children is something that obviously now we're very, we love and like we love our nieces and nephews and you know we held them when they were babies, we held them when they were little and obviously called the midwife is all about midwives and all about women having children so I think since we've had them in our lives it's kind of struck more of Accord with us so kind of we can relate to it which is lovely and you know I remember holding my nephew and my own niece my brother's children when like hours old and just oh. it was so magical it's and, so
0: magical isn't but, it cute
1: and you know with my sister-in-law I followed her pregnancy and I yeah. you know we used to sit and read baby name books and yeah. you know she really made me part of that process yeah. Wonderful. and You know, I think it's so wonderful what women's bodies can go through, you know, to have a child and you know, to be blessed by a child. And absolutely. I don't have children myself, but I I have my niece, my nephew, and I love them like my own. Um, and I think it's such a wonderful drama. And what I love at the beginning of each episode, there's like a voice that says Yeah, you know it talks about a message so it opens with a message it goes into the story and then at the end it comes back with a message and you're left with that and you're like actually that's really lovely because it makes you think and it makes you reflect on the story and the episode that you've just seen and I love how it starts with that message at the start and at the end like I love now, that. as you
0: might know, Heidi is the big brains behind the series, and the, and the chief writer of the series is also my wife. Oh, and is she! You didn't know. Well, this woman, I tell you, this is that's a long, long story. She's my wife. She lives here, and she is. I, I watch her. I'm able to see the real heart of it and the brains behind it. Amazing. And the reason I mentioned it just then is she spends more time and care on those beginning speeches and the end speeches than almost anything else. And that introduces you Amazing. to where, where she believes in those things. And, you know, I'm coming back to, to yeah. what you said about the, the joy of children, yeah. um, to have them in your life, yeah. however closely, yeah. it's mind-blowing, isn't it, Kira? It yeah. changes everything. When, when I was first talking about blokes watching the yeah. show and the journalist used to ask me, I say, but don't forget, lots of blokes are dads too. Yeah. Lots of blokes yeah. have no children. Yeah. They're not alien. They're not a different species. They yeah. know. And and when you described holding a baby in your arms, yeah. I remember the first time, that, we've only got one and okay. it's a very long story. I, I'd be too long. It'd be too long for me to go into <laughs> now. We very nearly didn't, didn't have, we weren't able to have children. We were yeah. very, very lucky to have Dominic. Right. But when he was born, it was everything changed. It was mind-blowing. And the funny thing about me on set is I used to be one of those fellas who I I didn't really pick babies up. It's Mm. not that I didn't like them. I was nervous. I didn't know what to do with them. If someone handed babies around, I didn't know. But after I had my own son, what happens on the set of Call the Midwife now is I'm so soppy for babies. Oh, I bet you are. Promise me. What they'll promise you? What they do with me? is said to self, "Steve, I bet you want to go, don't you? The baby." So, off you go, and I will just hold a baby happily oh. while they're waiting and setting up the camera because it's one of the most beautiful things, yeah. and you know, and it changed our lives. Yeah. But but Heidi cares so much about these stories and these lives and the way that a child or a, or a mother. It's the centre of family and then a community. And of course, it's a show about who are we as a community? How much do we care about each other? It, it, what is a community is everyone included yes they are yeah. is everyone a yeah. part of yeah. it is it do it, does everyone deserve that dignity well yes they do yeah. you know yeah. and that's always been the message and it all yeah. starts with little life life's beginnings life's endings yeah. and everything in between yeah. and she's so beautiful the way she does those things I'm still in awe of her
1: well, tell her from me, I think I, she's an utter genius.
0: She is a genius. But you know the sweetest thing now, Kira, is when we get when we go out, people can recognise me off the yeah. telly for many years. They didn't know Heidi at all. But in the last few years, we must have done a few interviews or something, because yeah. now I go round, whenever people stop me, I'll always say, look, look, look. I'm like a ventriloquist's dummy. She okay. puts words in my mouth and I say them. Okay. But the real genius is, is this woman. They yes. go, wow. But in the last few years, I've started to say this. And they go, no, I know who she is. This
1: is Heidi. Yes, she's a genius. This is, and
0: I love that. That's the best yeah. thing. No, don't pay any attention to it. That's the woman <laughs> you should be to. <laughs> she's brilliant. But,
1: I mean, obviously, you are in it. You are one yeah. of the stars of that show. Yeah. And, you know, actually, it's funny because Rob Bryden, I interviewed yeah. him on Friday, yeah. and he was saying to me, he obviously plays Brin in yeah. Gavin and Stacey. Yeah, but it's James Corden and Ruth Jones who yeah. write what he says. He Absolutely. Rob doesn't say what he says. Comes up with what he says. It's yeah. Ruth and James, and yeah. he just says those words. He just yeah. plays Brin, yeah. and I. Like, because I'm such a huge fan of that show as well. Yeah. Like, I absolutely adore him. And actually, now I've started to look at it in a different way from what he, when he was talking to me about it. I was like, you know, people think he is brilliant. It's just yeah. a character. Yeah. But so many people love you. And so many yeah. people watch your character day in, day out, and they love it. And I, I think I really love programmes that have... Not just a story, but have a yeah. message. And yeah. I, I love those kind of things where you can watch and it you kind of take something away and you kind of go, Oh, I'll tell my friend at work tomorrow about that. And like, yeah. let's talk, I'm gonna talk about it at work tomorrow. And I think that's yeah. what call the midwife does. And um so I am a person with a learning disability, um, and I work for Mencap, which is the UK's leading learning disability charity. That's a script out the way. Um, (laughs) So uh, my job at Mencap is to make sure people with a learning disability are heard and listened to within Mencap. So that's my job. So for me, obviously... I love it that you've got the actor Daniel Laurie uh, in Call the Midwife. I uh, think he's amazing. I adore him. And congratulations to him because I know uh, he's nominated for an award, which is, he is. amazing.
0: It's absolutely amazing. Kira, I'm so glad you brought Danny up. Um, You asked me before we were talking on this, you know, have we finished the series yet? Are we still filming? Well, we've just had a little bit of a break for summer, but we're back. We're in the middle of series 12. And guess who I did loads of work with just yesterday even? Daniel, right? And we have, we had, I mean, I'm not obvious I can't tell you what we were doing, but we had some really great scenes together. Right. And i it's the first time I've seen Danny for a while. Okay. And I came in and the first thing I said to Danny was, Mate, congratulations. Yeah. Because he's been nominated and shortlisted as yeah. a best actor in the TV Choice Awards. I know. And there's Killian Murphy in that award, and and the, the guy from uh, This Is Gonna Hurt. Yeah. And you've got the guy from Bridgerton, and he got, and, and our oh, Danny is in yes. it. Now, the thing is about Danny is he is so brilliant. At, at what he does, and he's been in our show for so many years. I can tell you that yesterday he he was so chuffed, and I said, "Danny, you are in this." And he said, "I know, man. I can't believe it. It's it, isn't that incredible, you know?" And said, so, "Well, we we're all on your side. Yeah. We yeah. hope that the people have voted for you." But I
1: have voted already. I put my vote in. Fantastic.
0: Ready. <laughs> but you know the scenes that followed that, yeah.
1: Kira,
0: were intelligent, sensitive. Very complex, difficult scenes. Danny was absolutely brilliant. And what we love more than anything is that if you dignify people, if you dignify people of all different kinds in this world, all different shapes and colours and types and whatever, it is amazing that in the end you get people with the talents of Danny People with the talent of yourself, and I've got to say this at the moment, Kira, that you are one of the most articulate, um, warm podcast hosts that I've done. I do a, quite a few podcasts, Hi. and I mean everybody, Kira. And the thing is, I feel very, very strongly about this, That, and so does Heidi. Now, the story with, with um, Danny's character of right. Reggie,
1: Reggie, it's, Reggie, we must say Reggie. Yeah,
0: Reggie, because not Danny, it's Reggie. But but the whole thing, and this is clever, because Danny was very much Reggie yesterday. Because okay. Danny is actually as a as a guy, Danny's our mate anyway, and Danny's really cool. And but but Reggie's a bit more innocent than Danny, and and he plays Reggie beautifully. And in all the directions yesterday, it was all about. Oh, just, I want you to turn up around here and do that, you know, as Reggie. I want you to do this. And, of course, if you know anything about filming, um, it lasts a long time. It's, it's, yeah. the, the degree of concentration that you need yes. for filming, it's very tiring. Yes. It's it's tedious. The, the days are very long. Yes. And it's tiring for everybody. But his sense of concentration and his work, and then the last scene was just me and him and we're great mates to me. Yeah. And just me and him, and we we got this scene off, and I'm really really proud of it, and both of us for it. And um, and I was saying all this to him yesterday. I said, you know, you are you you're flying the flag for us yeah. now. But the story of Reggie, you might be interested in this. Okay. You know,
1: tell me, tell me.
0: Well, we brought up Heidi before, and um, uh, Reggie obviously is a character who has dancing. Yes. Them. Now, um, Heidi. Um, had a brother who had Down syndrome.
1: Really? So many years
0: before. So my brother, he sadly passed away many years ago, but my brother-in-law was someone who had Down syndrome. And me and Heidi feel have always felt very strongly about um, giving a voice, like you described so beautifully in your ambassador's role. Yeah and giving a proper voice making sure voices are heard because if you were chatting to Heidi now she'd say what's call a midwife about and Mm. she always says this thing it's giving a voice to the voiceless yes and making sure every part of society is heard yes and so all of those um, uh, parts all those people who can contribute and if you think about the character of Reggie Reggie is a full player and a full part of our community. Yeah. Now, for people with Reggie's condition, when I was young, that wasn't always the case.
1: No. As you no. know, and no. as an
0: ambassador for Mencap, you're well aware of.
1: Yes, and um, I've grown up with my learning disability, so yeah. I know the full story of the history of learning yeah. disability. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And I'm nearly 60, Kira, and I can tell you that it, it makes me vehemently proud, but also uh, it makes me vehement as well, which is to say that I remember a time where people would separate people of different abilities. Yes. You know, and they would hide them away. In our own, my mum, brother-in-law, they said, well, you can't go to a normal school. You have to go to a home <laughs> or you have to go to a different. And my mother-in-law with some other mums, had to make a school, they had to sort of help get a school together, where where these kids could go. And at the time, you would talk to some people, and you'd say, well, why are you doing this? Well, it's just the way the world is. It's just common sense. Well, it isn't common sense. And when you do make the world better, um, people... So, for instance, in Reggie, in in a character of Reggie's case, people with Downs now... They, they have perfectly long lives, exactly. good health, brilliant exactly. jobs. And if you just let people back into societies, they deserve to be. Yeah. We both feel very strongly about this.
1: Hey, I know. God, me too. Me and, too. And what have
0: you got? You've got a major star for a major award.
1: Exactly. And me, a
0: generation me. ago, that wouldn't have happened. Nope. But on Call the Midwife, it does. Because yes. everybody's in our team. and yes. And the final point about that yep. is that is me, again, nearly 60... Darling, I have never met anybody, in inverted commas, normal in my yeah. life. No. I'm not normal. I don't know anybody who's average. Who or...
1: is? Who is? Who is?
0: is? Who's... And... Yeah. We've got space, darling, for everybody. And one of the lovely things about our show is our show has space for everybody. Yes. Everyone can come in our tent. Yes. We've got space for everyone. And so does society. And that's what it reflects. Yes.
1: Definitely. And one thing I was going to say to you yeah. is I think it's amazing that you have Daniel in the cast. I think he's perfect casting yeah. for Reggie. Yeah. So one of the things that I do a lot of is mm. I go out and I talk to journalists, I talk to TV production people as yeah. part of my career. And yeah. I say to them, actually. It's really great that there's someone in Call the Midwife. That's yeah. great that there's someone in Coronation Street. Yeah. It's great that there's someone in EastEnders. Mm. But actually, there's room for improvement. There's oh, more space for more people mm. with learning disabilities yeah. on TV. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I would love to make, and I'm on a bit of a campaign at the moment <laughs> trying to get it done, mm. is I would love to make a documentary about my life as someone with a learning disability because I want to change society's views of us. I've worked for Mencap for 21 years. I started from the bottom. I'm now in a senior level job at Mencap and I've climbed the ranks, but it's only because I've had the support from people to do that, but also I've worked hard to earn that level job. Mm. And I know years ago, I actually had friends who were in long stay hospitals years ago. I actually have a couple of friends who were actually like in institutions Uh, and they've only just come out of them over the last few years. And now they're living in supported living or they're living in houses of their own with support. Yeah but the government are basically saying sorry we don't have the money to support yeah. these people yeah. and i go in i talk to mps as part of my job i go to parliament yeah. which i'm yeah. very proud of yeah and i i think it starts with media representation mm-hmm. If we see more people with a learning disability on Mm -hmm. TV over here and we see more people with a learning disability being portrayed in film over here and doing that really well, there'll be role models to other people. Then uh, other people like the media will have to sit up and watch it and then they'll go, actually, this is what we need to do more of. I think people are afraid people Mm. are they they kind of walk on eggshells with us and they go we don't know how to work with you we don't know how to talk to you we don't know what you can do and can't do we don't know and people's hearts are in the right place people absolutely well yeah and So what I would love, I don't know whether you can do it, uh, or whether it might be in the new series, I don't know, because obviously you can't give any spoilers and I'm not (laughs) past, but I would love to see in the new series a really positive learning disability storyline involving Reggie. If that can happen in the new series... Or, you know, a really positive storyline is portrayed by Reggie, this series, the new one. I would love to see that. And I think that will help so many people.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think there's so many things that you said there that are spot on. I almost don't know where to begin. First of all, with your last point, um, I'm going to make sure Heidi listens to this. But um, I think you just keep watching because Reggie is, let's just say, Reggie's very much a part of the stories right. in Sydney's 12. Right. Um, and, and as you say, really positively, when you said that people's hearts are in the right place, I think yeah, you, yeah. you touched on a great point, which is yeah. so much of it is not that people are wicked,
1: yeah. but that
0: people are ignorant. They just don't know. And, and t- trying to, to tell a story with humility, yeah. way back when I was a kid, um when you never see anybody who's not like you yeah. whenever you never yeah sometimes you won't but you may not be malicious but you just never. some people don't have a have much of a talent but the minute you're so right and the effect of media on this is quite profound I think yeah. when you see people and in the workplace too yeah. if you just have somebody in the workplace they're pe- they're people who are different when people get used to it yeah. And and even, you know, take me where I didn't grow up like Heidi with right. someone yeah. with Down syndrome, but I work with someone with Down syndrome all the yeah. time. And yeah. and I laugh and I joke. And so Danny is just Danny. Yeah. But if I'd never met anybody like Danny before, yeah. I might feel a bit stranger. So this is the influence of society. Yeah. And I yeah. completely agree that actually they don't. So often people with people with different conditions don't have to 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 um to to be portrayed in an extra special way no they just have to take their rightful role as part of us yeah. and for instance you know yeah. i can yeah. go in with uh, i can work with people who who um who are in a wheelchair, or yeah. I could work with people who who speak a different language, yeah. or I could work with people, and there's all these different kinds that you get used to as a human yeah. working with. Yeah. And there's yeah. no reason why different humans can't just you can get familiar with them, different kinds I agree. of people. And, I agree. and you I agree. mentioned a great thing about support as well. Yeah. Where so much can be done with support. Yeah. If we feel if we're at work in a normal workplace and we feel sad or depressed yeah. we can get support. Yeah. If we if, all, if our if if we break our leg and we go yeah. to hospital we get a stick for support. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you if you have a particular you're a particular type of human that needs a particular type of support if you get the support then everything's fine you can be the best human you can be. Yeah, exactly. That just makes
1: complete sense. Exactly. To me. exactly exactly because when i started at mencap 21 years ago they said to me if you show the effort and if you work hard we will support you in your career dreams and we'll support you to develop as a person um and i have been bullied a lot growing up because of my learning disability I was taken out of three different schools growing oh. up because schools just didn't know how to teach me. Yeah, And so I'd come from a background where I had basically been so discriminated against because I had a learning disability. And so when I came to Mencap, I said to them, I don't actually know what I can do. Okay. I don't know what I can achieve. Okay. Um, and now I, I'm in a senior management level job. Yeah. I'm on the leadership team at MenCap now. And I get to help make big decisions about the charity, which I'm proud of, so proud yeah. of. Yeah. And I've worked up the ranks and I've had different jobs in my career. I've worked in our fundraising team. I've worked in our PR team. I've worked in our campaigns team. Um, So I've had loads of different kind of roles. Um, But the one thing that always makes me so cross is when the media write really negative stories about us. And it makes me really, really cross. And yeah. I I say to journalists, stop doing that because yeah. the whole thing of us trying to be a role model, yeah. you're stopping that. You're yeah. making it negative. No yeah. wonder people don't want to talk to us.
0: Yeah. So
1: my career is all about saying to media, come and talk to me. Yeah. Come and see the good. Come mm. and see what I do. Come and see mm. what I achieve. Yeah. And, like, I've been on Victoria Derbyshire, I've yeah. been on Channel 4 News, yeah. I've been on Sky News, I've been on GB News, yeah. I've literally been, like, campaigning out on media, being yeah. interviewed. And that's all because I want people to see people like me yeah. living their goal, living yeah. their dream, living their careers and being spokespeople and doing yeah. it properly. Absolutely. And I'm... I just want to say to society, if you change your attitude, you can change the world. Absolutely. So that's what I'm about.
0: Yeah, you know what else, what else you you make me think about? If I had a dream, because we talked about how important yeah. it is, and you are a brilliant example of this. And I'm going I'm to embarrass you with compliments okay. in a second. But, but you're a brilliant example of going in front of the camera and showing people and being a role model. But you know what I would really love to see in my business, Kira? Yeah. You'll know that behind the camera, yeah. there are so many wonderful roles lifelong career roles in yeah. all different kinds of years so a bit like the, the in while there's one person in front of the camera for every one person there must be at least six or seven people behind the camera in all different areas props and in the offices and everywhere and all these brilliant things now you've shown a career a wonderful career path and a really leading, really important charity. And you've shown that you can rise right the way up that scale. And you know what I think? People who are differently abled, people with learning disabilities, all these different kinds of people, there are many careers on both sides of the camera yeah. that they can do, and that will have a fantastic effect. Because quite frankly, a lot of the time, the roles that we do as actors yeah. in front of cam, they're very sort of they're very unstable. Those careers, they're very one minute, you know, like actors often say, they can be very very rough and very you know one minute you seem to be doing well, next But there's a lot more steady work and wonderful careers, and I think there's a lot of space for more people. who are I agree. To, to to be in that world but I agree. let me just, let me embarrass you for a second the thing is about your talent um i, I do a lot of, of, of media interviews as you can yeah. you can imagine and but you know what you're you're great at you don't go er uh, and um and ah uh. when you talk
1: it's you talk doing, it's called doing your homework
0: yeah you know <laughs> what that is page that's the lesson everybody Should know, and everybody should learn. I don't know anybody as articulate as you in an interview process to not um. I'm not, and I challenge anybody listening to go back and listen to the interview that you don't, you don't pause and slur, you speak steadily and you speak articulately all the way through. Now that sounds to me like a really well-trained, well-prepared media yes. person. Yes. And, yes. and I have to give yes. you that compliment because you are as clear in your ideas, you are as fine in your approach and I am not at all surprised that you have risen up in the ranks of Mencap because you have a clear talent for this. And as a role model, you're absolutely fabulous, Kieran. You really, really are. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. And I did my homework and I researched you so I can kind of ask you questions and kind of know you a little bit, which is great. Um, So I believe you were in the musical Blood Brothers. You played Vicky, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Have you ever seen it? I have, I have seen Blood Brothers. I'm a huge musical fan, so I have seen Blood Brothers. me too. Yeah, Yeah. you see,
0: I love musicals. What's your bet? What's your favourite musical, Kira?
1: My well, all
0: time musical.
1: Okay, I'd have to say. So at school, we did The King and I at school. Oh, we did The King and I. Yeah. Um, and then we did Oliver. Yeah. We did Annie. Yeah. We did South Pacific, which is yeah. my nan's favourite one. So I, yeah, said it was one of her favourites. And my mum's
0: um, favourite as well.
1: Is it? It's so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um But the kind of blood brothers, it's such a sad story. Yeah. But the music is amazing, oh. like the songs, the lyrics. Um, yeah. especially "Tell Me It's Not True." Every time yeah. I sing that. I kind yeah. of bit like a little yeah. tear in my eye yeah.
0: you know what my wife used to make I, this is a secret this you know what Heidi yeah. used to say to me sometimes she goes because uh, we were just going out when I was in that years ago and she I used to see her face I only said that this week to her I remember your little face in the audience when I used to play Mickey yeah. and she used to love me singing no kids out on the streets today I could be living on the moon. And she said, Oh, no, don't. It makes me cry. Oh. Maybe everybody packed their bags and moved away. Oh, now that was lovely. And you know, the thing about that, that show yeah. is it's so beautifully written yeah. by William Russell, the music yeah. that. It's very, very hard. I'm not just speaking against myself. Yeah. It's very hard to ruin yeah. because you start as a lovely little kid in shorts yeah. Yeah. and you end up with that tragic story, not giving any spoilers away, yeah. but I, it's like a steamroller. But by the end of it, if you haven't got the audience crying and on your side yeah. and you've done something wrong, it's the most brilliant Privilege to play and I'll tell you who I took over from who's one of the first people to do it was a lovely guy and a lovely actor do you know the actor con o'neill do you know about that no he's a wonderful actor he and he sort of he he did that brilliantly he did absolutely brilliantly but all the guys who played mickey would probably say the same thing is that it's a very very special part to play
1: yeah and um, you know, going back to the song "Tell Me It's Not True," yeah. um, I've been in choirs all my life. Like I, I've yeah. come from a very musical family, yeah. and I've always sung that song. The first time I heard it, I've always loved lyrics. I love that song. And you know, when you hear the first bars of "Tell Me It's Not True," you kind of get this lump in your throat. And every time I sing it, I kind of go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so beautiful. Like every time I sing it in my choirs, we. Just, oh, I have this moment of just like I get this tear in my eye and it's oh, so, it's the oh. so most
0: emotional yeah. music. I don't think there. I have to say I, I think you're right. I don't think there's a more emotional musical yeah. out there. And there are always wonderful emotional moments in musicals. Yeah. I'm sure pound for pound there's not a more emotional musical yeah. in in the canon. You I know, do,
1: is- Yeah, I'd also have to say one of my favorite West End ones right now yeah. is Wicked.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, I've never seen Wicked, and know me and my go. family love musicals. I just never, and and go. I don't you know have what to it go. Is, but I I do want to go to see it. Yeah, and I've never. So, what was the last one us lot saw? Well, we saw Hamilton. Okay, and um, but whoa, what was the last? We love musicals, um, and I saw, and we like liked Stephen Sondheim, so we yeah. saw Sweeney Todd as yeah. well. And I love. You know what else I love? I love Into the Woods. Okay. I find that's really fun. That's a nice yeah. musical too. Yeah. But uh, the last musical I was in was I played the Reverend Shaw in Footloose.
1: <gasps> I love I Footloose. It Footloose. I love Footloose. Yeah.
0: And that was great fun. Yeah. That was great fun to do. Yeah. I've, done, I've done 42nd Street and Footloose and all these different musicals I've done, but that was great.
1: Yeah. Because actually, um, there's just been a UK tour. I think it's literally just finished, but it's been oh, on like, a UK it? tour. Um, Darren Day was in it. Darren hey. Day played Ariel's dad, Reverend Moore, oh, yeah. Oh, and Yeah. And um, Aston Marygold from JLS, he yeah. played Willard. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: was in it. Oh, that's, uh, that's so brilliant. Yeah. Because um, the guy who played the, the lead boy in it, he went off and did the American... Derek
1: stri- Howe. Derek, Derek Howe went Derek off Hall and did Hall the Hall. American Strictly. Yeah. 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 yeah, Yeah.
0: he was lovely, Derek.
1: Yeah, I actually follow him on social media and his career's really taken off. Oh, um, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, I yeah. saw it with him in, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Oh, um, brilliant. Yeah, and then also you've been in the Strauss dynasty...
0: Strauss the, Dynasty, Strauss yeah. Strauss
1: Dynasty story, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the Hanging Gale.
0: The Hanging Gale. That was no laughs at all. That was very serious. Okay.
1: And then Emmerdale you were in. I was
0: in Emmerdale. I had a family in Emmerdale. I was in Emmerdale for three years. I
1: thought you were,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was in Emmerdale for three years. I'll tell you about um, things like Emmerdale. I'm still in touch with some of the Emmerdale boys, some of the ones who were still in it. So even like, lovely. I I saw him last year, lovely Mark Charnock, who plays Kate Oh, uh, he's lovely. Marlon Dingle. And Mark is lovely, and I've known Mark for years. And the lovely thing about um, television is that you you're all mates really often that you see in the newspapers oh tv rivalry or something but actually all the people who are on telly we kind of work with each other at different times we're all mates and when you have these award ceremonies where you're up for prizes you often see them on different tables and you go oh hi how's it going how's how's your kids and everything like that and marks on those people you catch up with every now and again you know but i quite like that i like award ceremonies for that bit that's the really nice bit when yeah. you have a like, sit down and you go over to each other's tables and go, God, are you okay? I was still here then yeah. you know, after all these years. Yeah. And that's really nice because the yeah. business is much smaller and more friendly than people think.
1: Okay, cool. That's brilliant. So I guess let's go back to Call the Midwife again. So yes. I think we would talk, so we talked a bit in part one about representation and disability. So that's yeah. great. And we talked about Daniel. So that's great. Yeah. And we talked about him being up for an award. So we talked about that's That's yeah. really great. So I guess now, like, you know, obviously, Call the Midwife, new series being filmed at the moment. Tell me a little bit about that as much as you can. As
0: much as I can. Yes. Um, we we followed the great Call the Midwife tradition of filming our Christmas special, In the Sunshine, which we always end up doing, because it happens in the spring. But lovely Laura Mayne, who plays my missus, she absolutely loves it, because she goes crazy at Christmas. You know, when we're on the set at Christmas even though it's fake Christmas because it's in the spring, the minute she sees the tinsel and Santa Claus, she goes, oh, and she gets the total Christmas spirit. She's fantastic. Oh, and she okay. says, Laura says, you know, um, it's like two Christmases in the year. Yeah. We have an official one and then we have, a you know, this fun one that we do. Yeah, and, of course, yeah. when we go out on Christmas Day, which is what we always do, yeah. Um, it's quite a weird thing because it's a, it's an incredible honour to go out on Christmas Day, but also it it kind of weird because you're there and you watch the program. I always sit down with my family to watch it yeah. at Christmas, but you get nervous, you know. And everyone else is enjoying their Christmas, and you're going, "Oh, it feels a bit like having to work," you know. You sit down, and then <laughs> old Heidi's in the house gets really nervous, you yeah. know. Think, "Oh, will I like it?" You know. But um, but that's a part that's become over yeah. the years a part of our Christmas. Yeah. And so there's that. We've done that. There's lots of really, really interesting storyline. And um, I've been very, very busy just this week working. And I've got another busy week next week. And
1: Great.
0: so as, as always, the storylines are really cracking. They're yeah.
1: brilliant. Yeah. So where do you film? I'm not sure where in no. England you film. So where do you film?
0: I'll tell you, Kira, exactly where we film. Um, the interesting thing about Poplar and the East End is it doesn't exist anymore. Okay. That, that That Because what they did after the war is gradually, and you're already seeing it in our Mm programme, they were knocking all the old buildings down and all the old docks. And the dock work, by the late 60s, which we're in now, the dock work started to change with containers. It hasn't quite started fully to happen yet, but it's going to happen very soon. And the dock work's changing. But all the district was being cleared. They had the slum clearances. and When I was a kid, they did the same, you know. Um, and they had all this stuff, and they put up the high rises and the new places. And so when you want to go back in time and film,
1: yeah. it,
0: London, Poplar doesn't look like Poplar did anymore. Right. So what you've got to do is recreate it on film. Yeah. So where we film, the answer to your question is all of our inside bits and most of our, and most of our a lot, quite a few of our outside bits because we've got a few bits and pieces are in a studio all the way over west of London in so Okay. So we're in a studio called Long Cross Studios. Okay. And we we film the Nanatus houses there and a few okay. of the streets we've created, the back streets of the yeah. East End. But what we always enjoy doing as well is those big streets where you cycle down what we call washing lines. Oh,
1: stream them, yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: they're actually in Southeast London in in Kent and okay. they're in a museum in Chatham in Kent. Oh, um, and it's the, the historic Dockyard Museum in Chatham in Kent. And the lovely thing about those, those right. iconic Call the Midwife street scenes and many of some of the most famous scenes we've ever done, is the public can go in and go to the museum and see them. And yeah. there are even tours that you can do when you're there. You can go around the, the yeah. tours. You can't do that in the studio. Finally, Every now and again, we get to go into a real part of the East End. Whenever you see us in church for a wedding, you know, like when Cyril got married um, and and Lucille got married Christmas or two ago. Um, That was in a church in Limehouse in the East End, just down the Ah. road. So we do occasionally get to go there. We love that.
1: OK, brilliant. OK, because I'd heard about the tour and it was in the East End somewhere. So I thought I'd ask. OK, great. OK, so next thing I guess we need to talk about yes. is I guess I would love to be on Call the Midwife. So remember yes. this face.
0: Yes. Yeah. Big yeah. starring part.
1: Big starring part, please.
0: Well, midwife, what would you be if you had the choice? What would you be? Would you, Kira, would you be a midwife or a nun?
1: Oh, well, i probably want to be a midwife because I yeah. love children. Yeah. But then a nun is quite fun because I'll see yeah. the sound of music. That's the kind of costume
0: yeah. <laughs> for that. So, yeah. I or know. I suppose you could be one of the East End mums as well.
1: Yeah. Like no, really I mean, it's
0: all there for it's you, you see. Like, yeah. I
1: would, yeah, put me on this next year, put me on in the background, yeah. I will be there.
0: You know what the ladies always say about the nuns, though. What happens is they put the habit on their heads yeah. and can't hear a thing. Apparently, they always say oh. when that goes on to the head, they leave it till the very last minute because it drives them all crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: But um. But my the woman who plays my wife again, Laurie Maine, she's yeah. had the best runs of all because she started as a nun. Yeah. Then she became a midwife.
1: Yeah.
0: Then she became an actual wife, yep. then she became a mom. And so she's been all three of those female things. She's been, she's done the birth scenes, yeah. I suppose she's been a nun at the birth scene, a yeah. midwife at the birth scene. She's a nurse in the place, she's a receptionist. she's a white she's it's
1: everyone. She's Everything. everyone. It's
0: been an amazing journey.
1: <laughs> so maybe maybe I'd be happy just to walk on and be in the scene with Daniel. Like that yeah. would be for me. You, that you're
0: doing a really good pitch here, Kira. I think I really <laughs> respect this pitch. This is going really well.
1: Yeah. Okay. Like I've I've done a bit of amateur dramatics, so I, yeah. I've done a little Bit of acting, so I can do. I can do acting. You know, so- I'm talking
0: to you, I think you'd be brilliant. That's my personal yeah. view. Yeah, I'm not the boss of forty, but I think you'd be brilliant.
1: Yeah, well I'm happy to pitch to your wife if it if it helps.
0: <laughs> Go and pitch to the boss. but yeah. well, she doesn't listen to a word I say, Karen. So why don't you try?
1: Um so yeah, so obviously now we have to pay respect to yes. Jenny Agatha We do. Jenny is amazing. So please send my love to Jenny when you next see her. Absolutely. Ho- hopefully she'll remember me from my mencat work. So say hello hello yeah, from you know, Jenny. Men-cat.
0: Jenny is so brilliant because Jenny works tirelessly. Literally, we often say people work tirelessly for charity, yeah. but Jenny genuinely works yes. all the time. Yeah. She's always doing something, and she's one of those wonderful people who will come in and say, "Oh, would you mind? Can you sign this?" I go. I said, "Where have you been, Jen?" Oh no, I, I, I yeah. was I was giving a talk. She is
1: yeah.
0: absolutely a she's goddess, she's brilliant. Yes. She works so, so hard.
1: Let's we all love just her. pick up Jenny, moment. Yeah, baby. big Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. Pick up Jenny.
0: That's the way yeah. to do it.
1: Yeah, so when you next here, say hello from Kira at Mencap. She's done I your podcast. You've done her podcast.
0: Yeah, I am I was going to say
1: she's done her podcast. That does make sense. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, done she's her not podcast. And I'm sure yeah. she'll
0: remember you, actually, because she always yes. does.
1: She comes to our Mencap Christmas Carol service. Yeah. So if you say, do you yeah. remember Kira from Mencap at the Christmas yeah. Carols concert, that's probably hopefully how she'll remember me.
0: Absolutely.
1: Okay brilliant so um what else so basically like we talked last time about your career and a bit about call the midwife so i guess like just i'll end it on Mm -hmm. i hope to see you in popular at some time soon you know
0: what i want to make sure kira if i have anything to do with it Yes. You will walk down that street in, in Poplar.
1: Yes. Meet yes. us
0: all. And I want you to meet the whole cast, actually. That would be amazing. I think you would be absolutely brilliant. And they will love you. They would Amazing. absolutely love it, and I know I'm going to tell them all about you. Actually, I think that yes. you are one of the most brilliant podcasters I've ever worked with. Thank you. It's, look at us again. It's so great talking so to you. Yeah.
1: So no, please, 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 please do pitch me for Walk on part I will be there with pink bells on. So I'm
0: yeah. scheming about this, and I want a po- I want a podcast special from you, or okay. with or access all areas to call the midwife. That's yes. what I think you should do. So
1: yes, call. The midwife special, kira special. Yeah. Call the midwife yeah. special. Let's yeah. get it sorted. Let's, let's, get, it let's done. get it done. And I would you're love to meet the cast. I'd love to talk to the production team to see if we can maybe have a future learning disability storyline. That would be yeah. amazing.
0: Amazing.
1: I could advise Absolutely. on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm working for you. I will you work are. For you. I
0: know you're 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 making it work though. This <laughs> brilliant. I can't see right. it not happening now.
1: Yes. All right. Well, again, thank you very much indeed. Bye-bye, darling. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You're
0: listening to Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod. Kira's Pink Sparkle Pod, written and produced by Kira Lawrence and edited by John Andrews. And the views expressed in this podcast are the views of Kira and her guests and not necessarily those of the organisations to which Kira is associated with check back soon for another exciting episode on the first of each month wherever you get your podcasts from for another exciting episode of kira's pink sparkle pod